Oh, what did we do, Lex? We bought two brand new bikes. <laughs> oh, yes. We spent $20,000 on dirt bikes. Just Ooh. wanted to throw that in there. Ooh. After a long, long process, we've kind of figured out that these were the two best options. And man, I am pumped. I feel like it was a long process for you. I bought this bike within 48 hours of being here without really any expectation to come out here and buy a new bike. So <laughs> yeah, I guess we should start out at the beginning on what our plans were. So we came out here with the CRF 300L and the old trusty 250L. So I know it's a long story. We'll, we'll walk you through it. But I originally came out here by myself. I had the 300L with me. I got the chance to go back, build the 250L, which you guys haven't even seen that video yet. We built and it in like a few days but it actually turned out great it's wonderful we will upload the footage at some point just because that bike's meant so much to the mm -hmm. channel and we we're both disappointed to see the bikes go it's not far yeah it's not far and i still have the opportunity to a get it back and b ride it so went to a good buddy of mine and more on that later i still feel a little not salty about it, but a little bummed. We just came to the realization that we did not need dual sports. And well, we have a dog with us and came to the realization that we're not going to leave the dog for eight hours or longer. We don't like to do that with diesel. So typically we'll park at the trailheads and ride mostly off road. That's kind of what we decided to do, guys. We plan on traveling full time for the next few years and a big part of this was to bring Diesel along with us on these adventures. And it's just not fair to him when we're going out on these long dual sport rides that will never happen. So it's just not fair to him and it's just not enjoyable for us to have to worry about that. So mm -hmm. it just left us with the thought of like, why are we even riding these bikes? You know, we only have room for a bike each on the road. And that was a big factor as well. Like if we were back home, she'd still be riding the 250L. I'd still have the 300L and we would have just got different bikes, you know. She still has her KTM 250 XCW back home as her dirt bike. So yeah. she would be riding that and then she'd have the 250L. So we'd have the best of both worlds. We thought we were going to do that with the 300L and the 250L. But for me, the ultimate deal breaker was the Crown King ride. You know, there was some gnarlier sections and not single track, but there was just a lot of rock bashing and the suspension issue, the power, the extra weight. A lot of those things you cannot change, especially for her being a lighter weight girl. Like I was thinking, I was like, man, like we're out west. We're going to be riding all this gnarly single track and all the stuff that I want to do. Why are we carrying that extra weight when we're not even going to be dual sporting? So that led us to what's next. What bikes are we going to get? And I've rode a lot of bikes out there and just always came back to the KTM lineup. And why do we choose four stroke? Well, that goes back to we can only have one bike. Two strokes just aren't the best on the road. We're not wanting to do top ends every week. And <laughs> we don't really know exactly, I mean, how much on-roading we're doing because mm. we're just not planning it like that. But we still want the option to go on-road without, you know, having to do the maintenance uh, a two-stroke requires. I mean, yeah, we'd be doing an oil change every ride. And if we ever had to hop on a highway and try to do 65, 70, which is still pretty rough for these bikes, oh. we at least know that we can do it. We can get away with it. We're not going to blow up our bikes. Yes, the XCW at the wide ratio you can do that you know when i went riding single track with todd uh, videos coming soon man we did a lot of good riding and that was my break-in ride on this bike had an absolute blast a lot of good feelings towards this bike definitely made the right decision but i'm getting ahead of myself here <laughs> what i'm getting at is yes you can do it you know we're gonna have all those comments of yes you can do it you know you should have got this should have got that but ultimately we just didn't want to deal with that extra maintenance and yes these are still high maintenance bikes but if we have to hop on the road we still have the option and the comfort of knowing that 
We love two strokes. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you know, like you mentioned, we would have both if we could, and because two strokes off road. Because I still have mine back home, and I really don't want to sell it. So, you know, we understand that that's the ultimate woods bike. Just these are the better options for us. We didn't even say what they are, did we? No, we I guess even we said didn't. What they are. So, what is your bike? I have a 2021 KTM 350 XCFW. That's a mouthful. Man. <laughs> it is really mouthful. is. Your KTM and their letters, numbers, combinations—they've got a lot of bikes. Tanner, what bike did you buy? I bought a 2021 FE 350. These are essentially the same bikes. There's some subtle differences, which I'll talk about. Mine's better. Mine's better. <laughs> Ultimately, it's really just a color thing. There are a few differences. I've got Magura brakes on mine. I actually like the Brembo's a little bit better. One big difference <laughs> is what's really funny is my bike's actually taller. Yeah, so unfortunately. <laughs> she has a PDS suspension, which does not have a linkage. It's built into the swing arm. Which is what my bike back home has as well. The XCW, yes, yeah. the 250 XCW. And I have a linkage on mine. Old technology, motocross, tried and true, and a lot of people prefer the linkage. For my skill level, I don't know that I notice a lot of differences. I was always happy with the PDS. I had an XCW as well. I liked it. I don't do a lot of jumps and stuff like that that the moto guys do, which the linkage is probably better for. But it's nice not having that linkage hanging down when you're doing enduro stuff. So for me, I like the PDS. Ultimately, it was just the color for me. I really like the all white. I think it's super clean. This bike also has a carbon subframe. So the subframe is composite. There's been a lot of people that have broken these. And at one point I even think it was backordered. So they were left without a bike for a while. You can do a conversion to convert it to the KTM style subframes. Once again, I ultimately decided that it wasn't a deal breaker and I was willing to live with those things that I may not like just for the color, to be honest. So at the end of the day, they're pretty much the same bike. Leading into that, why the 350? I was gonna ask you that. You got the 250, the 350, the 450, and the 500. Like they have so many bikes to choose from. Why did we choose the middle of the road, the 350? Do you wanna answer that or do you want me to answer that? Our answers are a little different. Like I would have gotten the 250. We looked, they're really hard to find. Yeah. Um, we're just on the time crunch that we wanted them. Mm -hmm. And we found this bike and didn't want the opportunity to go away. So I have my 250. I feel pretty confident on it. I feel like I can handle the 350. So that's why I chose that. I don't think I need anything more than the 350. Yeah, so I would agree. that's, you know, where I ended up. For me, I could have had any of the bikes in the lineup, but why didn't I want the 500 or the 450? That really stems from my experiences with the 450L, and I know there's a big difference. I mean, KTM and Husky, they really focus on the enduro aspect. People are gonna be triggered. The Japanese bikes, not so much, man, but the 500, I think I still would have liked but it just doesn't suit my riding style as much. Would it have been a better bike on the road? Yeah, so I'm trading off a little bit with the 350. But for me, I love going slow. I love playing around. I love doing the Jarvis stuff, the slow wheelies, the technical single track. So I felt that I was gonna be a lot happier with a 350. And after my first ride, I can definitely confirm that I'm a happy buyer. I love the 350, the power that it delivers. It's the closest feel that you can get to a two-stroke. It is weird. I got a chance to ride Todd's 300 XCW six days edition, super clean bike, back to back. And I was happy with the 350. I wanted to get back on the 350, which is super weird. And at that point I was more comfortable on my own bike. So I get that, but out here in the desert, you know, you kind of got some more wide open trails. So 
that little bit of extra power and the different delivery that the four stroke gives, especially the 350, I enjoy and I can't wait for her to ride hers because you've actually not even I rode have it not yet. Rode this. <laughs> I'd also say back to like the point you made about being more comfortable on your bike, like this is a similar, you know, frame setup as my 250 back home. So um, I have some experience on that, you know, compared to like the 250L, things kind of a hog. I love it, mm. but it's a pig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she drops this bike, she's gonna be able to pick it up by herself. And like she said, Sometime. she she's rode the 250 XCW for a couple years now, and she's comfortable with the size. Do we plan on getting this lowered in the future? Probably, it would be nice to get be the helpful. suspension set Probably for both her. Of them. Yeah, definitely. I want to get mine done. I can hear the comments already. Well, why, why didn't you guys just do that with the 300 and the 250L? Like I said, guys, you can throw all the parts on that, all the accessories. At the end of the day, you just can't shed the weight. And once again, why have a dual sport if you're not going to be doing dual sport things? Mm -hmm. These are technically dual sports. I mean, we didn't get the street legal versions, and I guess we should also mention that. Why didn't we get the street legal models? They're hard to find. There's nothing wrong with them. They're essentially the same bikes. Yeah. They just have, you know, the blinkers, the brake light, the horn, Which the we mirrors. Can, we can do all these things ourselves. Exactly. And we would have rather just had the bikes now and done it ourselves. Yeah. Um, you're, you're also saving a little bit of money. Yeah. And you can get the nicer mirrors that yeah. you actually want, not the factory right. stuff. And he doesn't really run any of that stuff anyways. I don't, I'm bare bones. We will both be getting the brake light uh, switch. I do want that. Yeah, that's a must. I think it'll must. be helpful. As far as turn signals, I'll leave that up to her. For me, I'm a hand signal guy. These tiny little turn signals that these smaller bikes come with, you can hardly see them mm -hmm. during the daytime anyway. So I'm big with the hand signals. I, I'm dramatic with it. I'm very aggressive when I ride. And the big turn signals just get ripped right off. So. Yeah, the factory turn signals are junk on most bikes. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, honestly, what the KTM I was going to say, Husky I don't models. even know what they look like on these, but yeah. I know, like, the Grom, the yeah, 300L. Yeah. Like, the 450Ls were the best. Yeah, they were. They were, they were they're so flexible. flexible. Yeah. Those were sick. But, yeah, both Grom and 300L. Actually, his 300L, I broke. Oh. Holy Flex, are you okay? Yeah, we don't have to do the fender eliminator. Yeah. I think it's a little bit easier with these bikes, but like I said, we primarily want to spend most of the time off-road. We just want to have the option to do a connecting trail, to ride to the trail. Mm -hmm. We're going to park our rig close to the trail, and that's just kind of why we ended up with these bikes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I feel like we set our rig up to do these things and didn't really think about that prior mm -hmm. to hand. Like we thought like, oh, well, we're going to have to be riding our bikes to somewhere. Well, no, we don't have to do that because we... We're have a truck now. We were kind of smart about it beforehand yeah. and wanted to have the, all the off-road capability to take everything with us. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I was waiting for that. Hey, quit. Sit. Sit. Good boy, but stay. No, 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 no. There's somebody coming by. We got a guard dog protecting us. Come, Come here. here. Lay down. Lay down. Sit. He's a cable boy right now. There's a lot of passerbys and he just chases everybody off, so. When we can't watch them, we gotta tie them up sometimes. I know a lot of people get triggered with dog stuff. Jesus, don't even talk about today. <laughs> we took Diesel into town with us and oh my gosh, I had to go off on the old lady. I, I, I respect my elders, man, but she was pushing my patience. She was not very nice. Whew. You were you were nice. It got I kept rough. it all shit. She's just telling us, you know, how to take care of our dogs, knowing absolutely nothing about him. And dude, this dog lives a luxury life that, you know, a lot of dogs don't, so. We're getting way off topic here. We were originally gonna have a van and trailer set up. 
with living in the van, it was gonna be a little bit more stationary. You know, it'd be kind of a pain to put everything away and have to use that to go to town. Now that we're doing the truck and trailer, we're able to kind of drop this sometimes, lock everything up, take the truck into town. It's a lot easier. So mm -hmm. we don't have to rely on the bikes as much, yeah. which was nice about the dual sport. Yeah. We were gonna have full bag setups and we're gonna have some things on these bikes, but we were really gonna kind of rely on the bikes to go get groceries or do that, which once again, you can still do that. Mm -hmm. We still have the options. Absolutely. Just plans changed and ultimately we wanna focus more on the dirt bike stuff. I think we both enjoy that more than the on street road, riding. Yeah, for sure. Would you agree? Yeah. There, there's times where it's fun. It's it's nice, but for the most part, more dangerous. Like it's fun to go to the grocery. Like that short ride for me. Like that does it for me. Exactly. Do I really want to spend like four hours on an uncomfortable bike? Not particularly. We'd rather least. be playing around. Yeah. On the trails. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people are gonna be like, oh, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, the 250L was comfortable. I finally got to ride it for a yeah. short goodbye trip on the road but yeah i mean for me i just yeah i think our interests are way more focused on off-road and i don't even know why we're explaining this so much or why i'm trying to explain why we made this decision i know man the keyboard warriors are fucking annoying <laughs> to be honest man everybody's got an opinion and that's fine because i do too but we're just kind of telling you yeah. why we went this route leading into that why ktm husqvarna there's a lot of other options there we could have gone beta we could have gone mm. ryu beta boys, beta boys. <laughs> we could have gone gas gas we could which is pretty much ktm we could have gone gpx there's a lot of other options and why no japanese bikes Ultimately, guys, if you know, you know, Japanese market, I've tried it. You don't have a lot of options. On the road, we want to be able to know that if we break down, we can go less than an hour and find parts. These bikes are a dime a dozen, and there's so many parts for them out there. And when all else fails and something happens, which is inevitable, we can know that we can get parts fairly quickly and keep the ball rolling and keep the adventures happening. Mm -hmm. I would like, as a content creator, to do something different. That's why I liked doing stuff with the new bike, the 300L. Ultimately, we want to focus more on the adventures. We don't care so much about the medium, you know, about the bikes that we're on. It's a good so. point, because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, your, your subscribers want to see this, or you're going to lose. At the end of the day, it's about the adventure, yeah. Adventure Daily. It's not too much about the bikes. Would I like to do a lot of bike reviews and stuff like that? Yeah, but our focus is on traveling right now. So the headache of having to source Chinese parts for a GPX or Ryu parts, you know, from freaking Spain or uh, wherever the hell they're coming from. That's why we chose the name brand. Not only are they the best in the business, in my opinion, they nailed it with these bikes. They put a lot of time and effort and engineering into these bikes and it really shows. Both of the XCWs I've enjoyed working on. For me, everything is well thought out and just the way they ride. There's some cons, but for me, they're minor. Everybody right now is the maintenance, dude. The maintenance. We don't put a lot of miles on our bikes, number one. Yeah. And number two, what really is the extra maintenance? Oil changes. Right. I'm thankful to have a partnership with Amsoil and you know they've taken good care of us over the past couple of years. So cost-wise, once again, for the most part, oil's cheap. So that's kind of null. Time-wise, once you do a couple oil changes, it's super fast on these bikes to do the oil changes. And as far as like the valve clearances and stuff like this, we're not racing these bikes. So the maintenance intervals that they recommend don't really apply to that. And you can spend a little bit of time on forums for people who have put a lot of miles on these bikes and a lot of hours and they go the distance. So for that, it really wasn't a deal breaker. The Japanese market still owns that for sure, but it doesn't bother us to have to do a couple more extra oil changes for being on some of the best bikes for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know what else to cover, man. We kind of burned through that list.
Are you excited? I'm excited. Sweet. I'm definitely excited. Should we talk about anything that's done to the bikes or should we save that for another video? I feel like we should save it. There's a little bit done to um, each bike, a couple things. But we have a whole lot coming. We plan on doing a lot to these bikes, a lot of protection parts, a lot, lot of add-ons, luggage systems. There's a lot of stuff to come, so we're pretty pumped about that, and we hope to have these for a little while. I'm kind of known as the uh, change your mind daily around here, but I just want to have fun and enjoy these bikes. As much as I like buying and selling and trying new things, what I think some people don't realize, too, it takes a lot of time and effort to find these deals and... Mm -hmm sell things and I actually just had a comment of someone wanting me to make a video on how I sell things and like what, <laughs> what that process looks like because you know we've done it do so, it so much often. yeah you've done that I think since I've met you yeah for sure. the things that you sold have changed right and <laughs> throughout the years a lot of it's been a journey to just find what we've wanted you know I wouldn't mm -hmm. sell something if I was happy with it I was overall. gonna say life changes for sure There's, changed I mean, a you lot. broke your leg like uh -huh. What were you going? You're not going to keep a bike while you can't ride it, so you so got rid of that. Like got a side by side, yeah, so I could and ride then, while I was you know you finally upgraded from the side by side, <laughs> yeah. and you know now we're traveling. We didn't, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't really expect to be traveling six months ago. Mm -hmm. So life changes. Yeah, plans change. Yeah, bikes change. I hope to be a little consistent for a while and enjoy these machines because, like I said, I'm extremely happy with it. We did a lot of riding. Hell, we had like a 150 mile dual sport Oof. day. We did some road riding, some gnarly single track. Second day was more just single track, some gnarly stuff, and I couldn't be any happier with this bike, how it performs, and I can't wait to hear her thoughts on coming from the two-stroke yeah. and a little bit of riding she's done on the 250L, like what she thinks about this yeah. bike. It's just been so long since I, I have been on a four-stroke off-road. Yep. Like the last four-stroke was my 150RB. Ooh, that was a long time ago. Because then I went to the KX100 and then I went to the KTM. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was probably like a year and a half ago. And I am very anxious to say the least. <laughs> I'm excited, I'm super excited. Let's have some fun, man. Let's ride some freaking dirt bikes. It's been a while. Dude, we haven't even got to ride yet since you've been out here. No, we have no. not. We've just been spending the past few weeks just organizing things. We got a lot of stuff to do, camper related. Still doing a new project with the Carefree Camper Company, but need a, t a temporary living space. And the stuff that I brought here and just organizing things, selling things, making content. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of exciting stuff coming to the channel very For soon. Sure. So if you are new, please consider subscribing. We're going to make a lot of awesome content. And I hope you guys are excited for these new bikes. Absolutely. New bikes, new content, new adventures. For sure, adventure awaits, and we're uh, excited to bring you guys along with us. So hit those notifications, follow along with us, and I think it pretty much wraps up the, uh, the bike reveal, man. Like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you guys in the next video. Peace. Later.